0: home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with
1: Reed Wilkins on 630-10. Dabers lead the Red Wings 4-2 early in the third. Also early in the third, Capitals and Hurricanes tied 2-2. Second period, Los Angeles up 2-0 on the Blues. Monday night football, five minutes into the second quarter. No score. Bengals and Browns. Basketball tonight. Raptors leading Atlanta 77-7 it's uh, 74 with 6:17 left in the third quarter 80-74 for the Raptors World Series Game 3 not happening rained out so they'll push everything back a day, So now Friday will be uh, an off day before game six if the series goes that long. It's tied 1-1, Phillies and Astros. Oilers tomorrow against Nashville. 5.30 face-off show, game at 7 here on 6.30, Chad. A note about Thursday's game. That's the Oilers' Hall of Fame ceremony. The doors will open at 6 to Rogers Place. The ceremony... Uh, Pardon me, the doors will open at 5. The doors will open at 5 to Rogers Place. The ceremony starts at 6 before the pregame warm-up. And uh, then the game will still start at 7. There are still a limited number of tickets available for the Hall of Fame induction ceremony game at edmontonoilers.com. So keep that in mind. Okay, our next guest, I believe he and I represent the largest height differential between two broadcasters in the entire National Hockey League, former NHL defenseman, he covers the Predators. It's Hal Gill checking in tonight. Hal, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Uh, Edmonton is treating us well so far.
1: Okay, I, 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 you're always so kind to me to come on the show. Like, Did you just get in and you'll be like, yeah, I'll go on Reed's show. What's what's going on?
0: I, I, I You know what? We got in, we chucked our bags like we do, and, and uh, we're out at local public eatery and we're uh we tipped a pint and had a bite to eat and and i'm talking with you fine people
1: well (laughs) that's incredible so you you are very generous with your time as usual for inside sports so doing it (laughs) it from the pub that's uh that's how dedicated you are to talking uh hockey and apparently to keeping me on your good side though i don't know what you'd be afraid of
0: Hey, okay, I'm trying. I'm trying. You hey, know, uh, it's not the size of the dog, it's the size of the fight. The yeah, dog,
1: right? oh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, okay, let's speak. It's it's Halloween. Uh, scariest player you ever played against?
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, Bob Probert was, uh, I think, Probe Pro- Probert was the, the scariest. Um, uh, you know, Manson was was pretty scary too, just the voice. Uh, you know, it felt like the Grim Reapers are over your shoulder. Um, and then and I say that, and then, of course, there's the Grim Ripper. <laughs> Stu Grimson was pretty scary. Um, you know, that, that, there's a long list of scary players out there.
1: Yeah, well, I Speaking think you
0: of fighting a dog, you could throw Ty Domi in there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, you played at an interesting era where you, where you saw a lot a lot of different. So, I mean, you, like I said, you're uh, so like, but you just like, with some of those guys, was it just that you never knew when they were going to go off, or they were always on that edge? Like, you know what I mean?
0: Well, you know, in in that era, I think there was a there was a. Um, there's a time and a place when they would make their splash. Uh, you know, like I played with Ken Baumgartner, one of the great teammates in the game. And, you know, his saying was, all right, guys, daddy's home. Everyone settled down. And he'd come in and he was very calm and very, like, that was, that was the days when, you know, there was, it wasn't like you had to go out and stir things up. You just come in and say a few words. And if anyone disagreed, there was going to be trouble. So I, I feel like, that was the scary era when you knew these guys uh, had a job to do and they were going to make it work. And and if you are on the wrong side, you better be scared. So <laughs> um, you know the game has changed, and and there's guys that you, you have to keep your head up for, and they're going to hit you. You know they but um, you know back then it was like if you don't if you do the wrong thing here, I I might end you right now. So <laughs> it was a different a different time.
1: And, and who was the most frightening player to defend one on one on a rush?
0: Oof, that's a tough one. Um, you know what I always say is uh, Alexei Kovalev was, uh, you know, he he kind of hide in the weeds, but every once in a while he could he could turn around diamond and, and and make you look stupid. Um, Peter Forsberg was another guy. You know, like if you. You went in a little bit soft on him. He would blow you up with that reverse check. That was that was scary. I've I've had that happen. Where the helmet went right to the nose and uh, bloody nose everywhere and and. Uh so Forsberg I put in that that scary category. Okay
1: so that so he would and like I said I mean I, I made that quip about our height differential for front off the top but you are 6 foot 7 but so he but he would have no problem like he's not just driving his shoulders back up into your chest he's probably thinking whatever if I crash into his jaw or nose too bad
0: I think he planned on doing like the reverse shoulder check, but the height differential <laughs> kind of led to uh, the, the top of the helmet to the nose <laughs> was was the way I received it. <laughs>
1: so was that the was that the biggest and look, size is great. Was that the biggest disadvantage you had about being a big guy in the NHL or was there some other little subtlety that maybe people don't know about?
0: Well, you know what? The, the low guy wins the, the battle. If you know anything about football, the low guy wins, right? And you, you got to get low. And um, you know, I remember there was one goal Marty St. Louis scored against me. That I, you know, I hit him, knocked him down, but he still found a way to shoot while he was going down and and scored. And it's like, okay, well, I, I'm bigger, stronger, and I, I knocked him down. I did it. I, I caught him and I knocked him over, but. Uh, I still found a way to score. You know, those those guys are tough to put, defend against. And um, you know, a guy we see a lot now is Zuccarello. Is I always, you know, he's he's small, but he's got that long reach. And so when he spins off and he's and he's quick, he's got that long reach to get around. And uh, it takes away a lot of your rep, a lot of your weapons when you have that size that you you used to flexing on guys. So um, you know, it's I I always say the NHL is. Not about what you are; it's how you use it.
1: Well, and the Oilers have one of the smallest players in the league, in Yamamoto. And as, as I mean, you've seen him. It's amazing how often he comes exactly. out of the puck, out of the, out of the scrum with the puck, or or keeps the puck yeah. at the blue line.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's, uh, that's a that's a great example of a guy who's. Not uh, limited by his size, just uses it to his advantage. Yeah.
1: Hal Gill joining us tonight on uh, Inside Sports. Covers the Nashville Predators. He's in town for the game tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to dive into this Predators season. And without having seen, obviously, every moment of their games like you have, I'm I'm just looking at the results, Hal. And I see that in four of their nine games, they have scored either one goal or been shut out. So from that, it might be easy to say, okay, where's the scoring coming from? But they did score six against St. Louis. Are they offensively challenged a little bit earlier, or or how would you sum it up?
0: Yeah, it's a tough one. So, you know, the boys went over short camp, went over to Prague um, and played two games over there against the Sharks, looked really good, really confident. They made some moves in the offseason, getting uh, Nino Niederreiter and Ryan McDonough and – those guys look good. Um, even Kevin and was in, in uh, the crease for UC Saros in the second game. They look good. They, and I think they came back and felt like they were good, confident, and and kind of let off the gas a little bit. And then the Dallas Stars came roaring after the training camp and, and played really fast, played a really hard game, and gave them trouble. And it, it just kind of just snowballed from there. Um you know, you talked about it. they had a good game against St. Louis where they came out and, and did everything they wanted to do. It was a good 60-minute effort. Um, but other than that, it's it's been sputtering. You know, they just don't have that, that edge that they're looking for. Um, I'm not worried about it. I don't think the team is worried about it. But there's definitely a sense of urgency that they need to get to the inside. They need to play that hard game. They need to, you know, obviously create more than they are. Um I don't think there's a panic though. I think it's it's just a sense of urgency.
1: Yeah. Well and and you know what it's like off the start of the season. You have a nine game stretch, you go three, five, and one. It happens in February when you've banked some points, doesn't stand out, but off the start of the season yeah. maybe it, it, it sticks out uh, it sticks out a little more. Uh, you mentioned some of the names. Um you know, Soros has been an outstanding goaltender. Give Oilers fans a predator or two to keep an eye on tomorrow. That maybe you think, and I'll ask you to it this way that you, you think might be vital in the outcome of tomorrow's game. And I can't ask you that without the context of, um, you know, who might go up against McDavid and or dry along the way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what they had McDonough playing with Eckholm and Eckholm moved to the right side and they were playing like that for a while they switched it up and, and kind of balanced the defensive pairs. So uh, I'm anxious to see what John Hines does tomorrow as far as matchups. Like, how, how is he going to play that? He's got some young defensemen, and Alex Carrier, who's, who's good and strong and, and uh, very mobile. Uh, Dante Fabro has looked good at times, and I, I like his game right now. Um, but you know, Jeremy Lazan is the other guy that's, that's mixed in with Yossi at and McDonough. And so, um, they're balanced pairs. I don't know how they're going to match up. So we'll see how that goes. If Heinz decides to load up one D pair, but right now they're all spread out and they're trying to go with a, a full, uh, you know, three pairs, four lines mentality. Like everyone's got to play. And, um, I I think ultimately John Hines wants to whittle down the lineup and and play who's going hot, who's playing well. And, you know, as the game goes on, they're going to give guys more ice. And you have to work for it. You have to earn it. And so we'll see how it goes. Cody Glass has been a guy that, um, you know, I don't know how how well you followed him, but he was in Vegas and he had some troubles. He went to Milwaukee last year and um, they really like him. He had a great camp. This year, he learned a lot in Milwaukee. He got his confidence back, and he's on the second line playing with Nino Niederreiter and uh, Mikhail Granlund. So that's going to be something that you w- might want to keep an eye on because he's a great young talent. He's got a lot of upside. Uh, they're just they're just hoping he can find that and, and see how it goes. The other the other thing is is Johansson is playing with Duchene and Forsberg, and those guys just need to to produce more. You know, we all know what they're all about. They just have to go out. They have to be um, the big line that they're looking for and and, and get things going for them. So those will be my things to look for tomorrow night.
1: All right. And, Hal, before I let you go, the road trip here for the Predators, Oilers, Flames, Canucks, Kraken, Avalanche. So the long (laughs) Western trip, um, did did you enjoy those as a player, getting out on the road for a while? Or did, you know, the, the longer trips and the different time zones, did that wear on you a little bit?
0: Listen, I love getting on the road. I, I think this trip comes at the best time for the Preds. If I was in the locker room, I'd be so excited right now to to get away from everything, uh, you know, set everything down, leave everything at home as is, uh, tell the wife and kids, you know, take care. I'm going to do, it's all business right now. And, um, you know, you get on the road and that's kind of when you, you find out a, a lot about what your team is you know you, you go out and play good defensive hockey battle games out and hopefully get some wins on the road and then and build that confidence so i i think um i would have loved this trip and i, I think these guys are gonna I, I, it's at the right time they need that they need to get away and and refocus uh, dial it in play hard-nosed defensive games and and try to get some wins on this trip it's not going to be easy but i think that challenge is what they need right now.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, the Oilers didn't have a long trip here. They just played three games, but I think that was their mentality too, get out, bond a little bit, yeah. and and work hard, and they won all three games uh, on
0: this past trip. Hell, And that's the best. That's what it's all about.
1: Thank you so much for doing this. I know you probably got a pint waiting for you. I always love having you on the show. Hopefully I'll see you at the rink tomorrow morning, man.
0: All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: That is Hal Gill checking in tonight. Former NHL defenseman, now a broadcaster with the uh, Nashville Predators. Uh, I'd love uh, having Hal on, on the show. Always has a good tailor, two. Played for the Predators near the end of his career as, uh, as well. So, yeah, they're having uh, a bit of a sputtering start so far to their season. But he mentioned some of their key players. And, of course, Saros is an exceptional goaltender. So that's the matchup for Edmonton tomorrow morning. Uh, one guy who loves playing Nashville is Leon Dreisaitl. We'll look at that when we get back to Inside Sports
0: but are
2: you okay? He slimed me.
0: That's great. Actual physical contact. Can you move? Ray, Ray, come in, please. I feel so funky.
2: Spengler, I'm with Bankman. You got slime. Hi, this is Darnell Nurse from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on
0: 630 Chat.
1: Yes, Ghostbusters. Classic. He slimed me. I didn't mind that Ghostbusters Afterlife they made a couple of years ago. That was pretty good. But the first Ghostbusters, an absolute classic. Clearly not a horror movie.
2: I can still watch that movie all the time, and I do.
1: Yes. So, Anytime uh, it's on TV. Yes, very good. I mean, it has some creatures in it and stuff.
2: Yeah. But I I,
1: I would be surprised if anybody found it scary. Unless yeah. you really have a phobia of marshmallows, perhaps.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. In that
1: case, you probably have bigger issues than watching a scary movie.
2: I will say though, the, the the very beginning of the first Ghostbusters movie, the the librarian that turned around and was a ghost, that one got me for a little while. Oh, she really? was pretty scary.
1: Well, you were probably just a young lad at the time. Oh, prob- I don't. I don't remember that scene. Yeah, I think I've forgotten more about movies that I than I, I I. As I've said. I can usually, I usually remember if I liked a movie or not. Yeah, and I, and I can often tell you what was on the poster or the cover box from having worked at Blockbuster. Sure, but sometimes people be, they'll, they'll
0: say a line.
1: you know in conversation or they're trying to quote something and I'll be like what's that from and they'll say the name of the movie and they'll say well you didn't see that I'm like no I saw it like 35 years ago so <laughs> yeah. I don't remember every line I know like anyway yeah. some movies I remember like you know a lot of Star Wars stuff things like that Oh yeah that. but Ghostbusters an absolute classic 7804960063 I believe we have another contribution the most effort you've ever put into a Halloween costume.
2: Yeah, this one's pretty good. It's from Phil. So it says, 1979, I was seven in small city Saskatchewan. I wanted to be Spider-Man so bad, but costume options were limited. My well-intentioned mom put a red T-shirt on me with spider webs drawn on it. The worst part was the mask. She used some old pantyhose and cut eye holes, but the cheap pantyhose kept getting run, so the eyes kept getting bigger. Needless to say, I didn't look much like Spider-Man. A for effort, but embarrassing costume. Well,
1: I think your mom was doing the best she could. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man is uh, a classic. I, I would probably go as Spider-Man, though I don't exactly have the physique of a hero. I'd have to be like old Spider-Man or something like that.
2: Yeah, or, put a spin on it somehow. Or
1: ch- potato chip eating Spider-Man. <laughs>
2: there you <That's>, go. <laughs> I use my webs
1: to pull the chip bag closer. <laughs> That's me, how I would use my power. I love this. it. With uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Yep. To eat as many chips as possible. Perfect. All right, that was a fun story. Thank you for who's who shared that. That was that
2: was from Phil on the text
1: line. Phil, thank you for for sharing that. I hope, yeah, I guess maybe he felt a little embarrassed at the time. I think it's a nice story. So, thank you for that. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Leon Dreisaitl against the Predators. He's played them 20 times. He has 19 goals and 25 points. In his last eight games against the Predators, he has 17 goals. He has a four-goal game. He has a hat trick. He has five two-goal games. He has one game in which he didn't score. So... <laughs> So Leon Dreisaitl, seventeen goals in his last eight against Nashville. I threw him a question about that today. You've had several multi-goal games against the Predators. Do you think about that going into tomorrow at all? No. no? You don't want to give any bulletin here, really I guess. It? No, I don't. <laughs> all right. So yeah, Leon. Lee- Leon, not, not biting on that, uh, about, uh, commenting on any success he's had against the Predators. And then I said, well, I guess you don't want to give any bulletin board material. And he chuckled. No, he would, he would rather just leave that alone, but it wouldn't surprise me if Trisaddle has a nice game tomorrow against Nashville 530 for the faceoff show. We'll have it at seven on 630. Chad Cam Moon and Bob Stauffer will be describing the action as, uh, the Oilers held the practice today, uh, good pace to it, worked on some stuff, uh, looked like, uh, well, we'll see tomorrow with the morning skate. Look like probably the same lineup they had against Calgary, but I guess we'll see how it uh, shakes down when we go for the morning skate at 10:30. Okay, we will dive into baseball a little bit. The World Series game tonight was rained out, but I always enjoy talking to Mike Johnson, the former Montreal Expo, who lives right here in Edmonton, pitched in the big leagues. He will uh, weigh in on some things he's seen. He's a big Oilers fan, too. Maybe we'll talk a little bit of hockey. You can get in touch, 780-496-0063. The hotline is powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. We're back after the 730 News and Weather.